Blog Talk Radio. Radio Show. 
This is Winthrop Burns, and we're back. I am glad that we are back. We had a good week off with the holiday. I hope you had uh, a good week off as well. Um, so we, get, but I'm back to be back. I'm glad, excuse me, to be back with another great topic, um, uh, another good show. Um, let's get it in. So, yeah. <clears throat> Um, we got a good show tonight. Tonight's topic we're talking about child sport. I'm gonna give y'all this, this this disclaimer at the top of the show because oh, don't say I ain't never had you back. This show is not to be taken personal. This show is not about my life, about Cuzzle's mm-hmm. life, about Q's life, and about Kim's life. Amen. Can we all agree? Say amen. To- amen. To- y'all amen. calling me? Let's talk about some. Talking no no noise. We don't want to hear. Actually, you can inbox me. I'm inboxing me. I really don't care. But just you know, <laughs> this ain't about it. We got. We, <laughs> I just got to put that out there because I don't be. I I want to make sure we don't have no problems and no situations talking about this topic. But we need to talk about child support. I hope we get into it. I want you all to call in if you're listening tonight. I want you guys to tell us your thoughts and your opinion. So I'm gonna tell you now. The call in number again is nine two nine. Four seven seven two three zero four nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four. If you have a question or comment, you got to make sure you press the number one. We got a lot to go on tonight. So let me say what's up to my people, and then we're gonna get into this show. So what's going on, Miss Kelly Johnson of Curvy Kitten Clothing? Curvy Kitten. What's up, Kelly? How you doing today? Just killing. I'm doing okay. Grinding. Trying to shine. I know that's right. I know that's right, <laughs> Kelly. You know, I don't think I don't. I don't think you. You probably sleep, the only person I know who sleep less than me. So you 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 be grinding all the time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like for real. <laughs> Kelly Kelly must be a like I don't know how she do it. Like she get like a thirty minute nap a day and she just be going. So <laughs> y'all are both. <laughs> that's what. I don't know how y'all are both vampires. I don't know how you both do what you do. So, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I get my sleep. I go to bed. Okay, about ten, ten thirty. As soon as we get up in, I get to bed about fifteen, twenty minutes, and your girl is done. Okay, I'm up at four o'clock every morning, bright eyed and bushy tailed. But these two, they chat all night, like all night. <laughs> and they get up at Full day's worth of work. It's crazy, you know. It's, you don't know, but you were vampire. Fool you. The grind is real. Like, yeah, for real. It is. It is real. That's mm-hmm. what's going on with you, Miss Miss Shaquilla Willis. How you doing? I am doing well, y'all. I got my fried chicken made in time to eat it tonight while it's still hot, and I'm on the air, so I'm happy. I'm good. Real good. <laughs> I wanted to do more than like throw tacos together. I wanted to like get it done. So I made I made a meal. So I'm proud of myself tonight. I'm happy to be here. I'm interested in this show. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I need Hello, to what's going on with you? Oh, man. Oh, sorry, you know, I'm chilling. I've, I've actually had to, uh, you know, like I said, I'm chilling, ready to go. You know, get into it. Um, I'm actually going to behave myself because I'm in a great spot about this stuff right now. So, yeah, doesn't bother me anymore. <laughs> Not my thing. 
Not my shoe. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Not my <laughs> shoe. So watch what do. <laughs> All right. Well, we gonna we gonna see how this how this unfolds. All right, cousin. Well, you yeah. first take us. We gonna have some the, fun. Take us in, Yeah, take us into the news and tell us what's going on, man. Well, you know, I'm gonna start off with eating crow. Because mm-hmm. as much as I didn't gave it, I got to be able to take it back. And I went hard about my Miami Hurricane. We took that Elsifer to, a, I don't even know if they four and six. They might be now, but we took an L to a potty team by the name of Pitt. And, like, now we're staring at trying to be back in the dance when we was already in the dance, and it shouldn't have happened, man. Now, I say that to say, every Tuesday we do our show, and Tuesday is when they drop the new results. Uh, As much Mm -hmm. as I hate, I will say this, I don't agree with the ratings this week. Um, They have Clemson at number one. They have, um, is it uh, uh, um, Auburn at number two? Mm Mm-hmm. OU at number three, mm-hmm. and Wisconsin at number four. Now, um, first of all, I don't trust anything that involves Condoleezza Rice, and for some reason they found a reason to put her on the panel to choose who gets to decide and who plays in what football game. What that has to do with Condoleezza Rice, I don't think anybody that ever clicked ESPN will ever understand. But... Just know, when you see those names and those schools up there, know that Condoleezza Rice has something to do with it. Condoleezza Rice, of all people. Like, when you think football, you don't think Condi. But she definitely got something to do with why your team ain't dancing. So, because um, um, what what do you think about this, man? Like, honestly, did they get it right this week, or is this shenanigans? Like, you can kind of start seeing where the money – because this is my thing. I always think money is creeping in. And I'm not going to say that it's the good old boy system. It's more about TV ratings, what people want to see, uh, money. You know what I mean? Like, so do you think that, like, just steering it totally opposite, because I know you like the money. Do you believe that the BCS is more about wins and losses or more about what's going to make the TV stations more money to have the teams on there? Um, I think it's really more – I think it's more so about um, – I really I'm going to say it's, it's, it's a mixture of both. I think here here is my only disagreement with this top five, with this top four right now, excuse me, is um, – Yeah, I'm about to say only the Auburn. four. It's Auburn. Auburn's really my only, my yeah, only disagreement. Yeah, thank I, you. I understand that Auburn beat um, Alabama. Alabama, yeah. I get that, but yep. I still don't think they're still a two-loss team. Alabama's still a one-loss team. Uh, Alabama lost two games? Yep, they lost two. And that's my fight, too, okay. is how do you put somebody that lost two when we still got undefeated in the top ten? Well, I mean, I, I know that UCF, and I'm not begging for so, UCF. I'm not going to be that guy because yeah. I, I don't yeah, want to watch them on my last them. days of football, not want to watch UCF play anybody. Sorry, I don't yeah. care how many people you beat. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I think it's just – I think it's uh, 
Like I said, I think in that regard, if you're looking at UCF versus Auburn, then it's about TV ratings. But the truth of the matter is nobody's watching Auburn either. So it's not, you know, it's not really either. I don't think that plays a part of it, as big of a part of it um, than we think. I think, excuse me, when it Where comes down is to Auburn? to these Alabama. Is it? I never yeah. knew that. Like, I always wondered, like, that's one of them schools where you hear the name, but it's like, where is it? Like, I never really, well, I know now, but I never really knew where Georgetown was. D.C.? I mean, now I know, but, you know, like I said, there are schools that are like that. And you'd be like, where is that school? They just go by their name. Like, they just fancy, huh? Yeah. But, yeah. Yep. So, um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, and they're actually the name. It is Auburn, Alabama, is the name of the city. And I will say this, so I do it on record. So if they don't listen and they don't hear it, but I say this, I do think that OU deserves to be higher than when it where they are. Even though I don't like OU, number three is not where OU is supposed to be right now. Even though they ain't played nah. nobody to get the numbers, nah. just by. No, nah, bro, right. that ain't fair. Okay. Three is not okay. fair, bro. They won this week. Now, mind you, they're going to play TCU again. I wouldn't give them no boost after that. But this week, yeah, one and two lost. They was already in the top four. To leave them, basically, they they stayed where they were, right? They were number yep. three anyway because Miami was two. So, yeah. No, no, they was number four. So, they moved up one. Nah, that's yeah. not fair. <laughs> That's not fair, especially to put a two-loss team in front of them. But, like I, mean, I said, and as much as OU people like to bounce on it, you can't say that losing to Iowa State is an okay loss. That's never an okay loss. You're not going to sell that to anybody. Stop it. I don't care how good they were this year. They're still Iowa State, and you're OU. That shouldn't even be a game. And since you lost, here we are. Yeah. But I do I do say that they should be higher. Okay. Now let me move into some more inclusive news. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> down now. I don't care about your thumbs and your downs. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's all right. I have news for us all. So, in news for everybody, kind of sad, but here we go. So, Atlanta, Georgia, we have a young lady who was being stalked by her boyfriend who worked at a post office. And because the young man's disgruntled, basically, he killed her. Um. Uh, okay. I'll touch first, and then I'll pass. I, my thing is, is that um, this goes into, I believe we touched on it in the room, maybe not on the radio. Um, young men, if you feel like you don't have anybody to voice with or anybody to speak to, please get a bipartisan. It should never get to the point where you feel like you can't be heard to the point where you're doing stalkerish and you're doing, you know what I mean, you got to go run behind her. 
and, and take a, a person from a their whole entire life. That it, I just don't, I, I can't understand that. And, and that's just where, I, I mean, I understand people get frustrated. I understand that men don't understand women and women don't understand men. I get that. But when I see a story like that and I'm just like, you know, I I try to I try to visualize as much as I could how angry I could be at any instance about anything and would I pull the trigger on it. And I mean, I no, I mean, well, but no, but I mean but this is oh my goodness, man! Like, um, I'll start with Q because I know Q is wholesome. I'll start with Q. Q, uh-huh. what you think about this story? I, I don't know, man. Um, I. You came to me, and I'm thinking to Mary, I'm wholesome. I'm she was so she was stopped, <laughs> <laughs> like because you know this, yeah, I, don't I mean a, I know. So she was shot and killed outside her job by the ex. Yes, yes. And did her coworker say that they knew this was going on? Any of the, like I'm I'm trying to skim this article. Um, really quick. Yeah, I think I think that yeah. they did. Somebody knew. That's why, you know, that's yeah, why I noticed kind of like something like somebody kept, knew. Yeah, I'm reading one of the, the quotes from the, the article. It says, I noticed it was something because he kept peeping out the window like he was looking for something or somebody. This was a woman inside the laundry um, who saw the suspect. I guess this is a, this is a laundry near this post office. Um, we start, I think a lot of this has to do with us wanting to stay in our personal bubbles, we are not so willing to take care of each other, speak up on behalf of one another like we used to. Um, back in the day, if we saw something, you know, if, if there was something going on, we would cover each other in a lot of ways. I think it's starting to come back, but in the way that we can be so connected yet disconnected with social media here lately, we are more willing to sit back and watch a thing play out instead of put ourselves in it to possibly help resolve a situation or save someone. And on the flip of that, and, and even understanding why someone would not involve themselves because it escalated and then, you know, we all trying to make it to the house. Like, I get that. But on the flip of that, because we recognize how insensitive or un, unwilling for people to step outside of themselves to help, others who are put in that situation of needing help are less willing to ask for it because they know the general understanding of people is you mind your business, I'm going to mind my business. I ain't got nothing to do with me. So in situations like this, it just really hurts my heart to know, to wonder, to not really know, did she have someone she could confide in? You know what I mean? Did she mention this to somebody even in passing, and did we just not pay attention to the cue to see what was going on? Was homie hanging out and we dark paying attention to our own surroundings enough to recognize he don't belong here. He ain't dropped off in their package. He ain't came in and got in their stamp. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> we've got to pay more Period. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm just, this This saddens me. This really, really saddens me that um, the disconnect that it sounds as sounds like has happened with this baby. Like, this hurts. This this hurts my heart to hear this. K, 
Kels, what you think? Kels? Uh, I mean, I, I agree. I I think that everyone <laughs> should be more aware. If you see something suspect, that's something that I started um, doing myself with um, not a situation I guess is serious. As, well, I guess it's still serious, but um, one thing that I've been doing when uh, we hear about uh, like Amber Alerts and things like that, I try mm-hmm. to always see the error on the side of caution. If I see someone, to me, if I would, if that was a coworker and I would see um, an ex um, making stalker-like moves or just being around a lot, and I know they're having issues, I always, I always alert security. I write down tag numbers. I make myself, you know, I'll, you know, walk by and make myself visible. Just things like that. Like, we have to be uh, more diligent in just being a better community when it comes to things like that. I remember a situation where one of my, actually it was one of my work studies, um, had a situation like that. And, you know, he came up there, was, you know, acting a nut. And, you know, we had security and the police, and, you know, we didn't even let it get, we didn't even let it ex- escalate. Like, as soon as I saw her face and then heard her screaming, I'm like, okay, let's take action. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, don't know if you can prevent things, but I just think it's a wake-up call for people to just, you know, help your neighbor out, be aware of what's going on when it seems like there's trouble. Yep. Now, Cuzzo, I want to ask it to you a little different just because we're looking at it on the guys end and just the whole perspective of it all. What can a young man do before he gets to that point? Mm. To the point where he wants to kill somebody? I mean, just period, like to where you're volatile, like. To where you're you're yelling too much, or I mean, like whatever the line is. Obviously, that was his line. I can't I can't say where he was or you know his thought process, but your line. What can you do to keep yourself from that line? I mean, so I think that that I mean that's a that's a. A complex question. I think that what it, what you really got to do is you have to, as a person, you have to identify with identify, and this is difficult as a man, identify with emo, with emotions a little bit better, um, because there is no level of hurt or no level of um, pain or rejection or whatever that makes a normal person, that should make a normal person want to kill somebody. Um, right. And so I think, I think, I think when you get into the place where you think that that's acceptable, then you're, you're kind of beyond um, normal. Like no normal rational thinking person thinks it's okay. A person might, you know, you might in a, in a bout of anger say or think, oh, I want to kill them. But to actually go through the process of stalking, of watching, of doing says that there is a much deeper issue. So you got to, you know, identify with emotion. Um, you got to then, I think, you've got to love yourself at such a, a place where you understand that this is something that's not going to hurt this other person, even if you get away with it. 
it's going to hurt you because this is something that's a level of guilt, a level of condemnation, a level of shame that you've got to deal with for the rest of your life um, because you decided on your own unilaterally, unilaterally to take take this person, you know, to take this person's life. Um, and then at that, at that point, I think what you need to do is you got to be um, mentally secure or even interpersonally secure enough to be able to admit that you need help. Like if you get, I think anybody who can't control their emotions, period, is at a place where there there's a level of immaturity that they've got to be honest about and they've got to deal with. So whether it be through counseling, whether it be through trying to, you know, you know, whatever it is, learning skills through, you know, training class, whatever. But there's something that each person has to do that if you can't, if you're an adult and you can't control your emotions, then that's a problem. Period. It's a problem, and so I think we gotta we have to start getting to that point. Um, and then even earlier on, when we're dealing with kid, with kids and you know the, the development of people, we gotta stop allowing little things to just go past us and say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Now some of this stuff mm-hmm. is a little bit, bit, bit is, is a big deal, and we gotta yep. start addressing that it's not acceptable for you to do this or to treat people like this or for you to say to you to say this. I agree there. I definitely agree. Um, I think also, you know, as men, we don't take um, advantage of our outlets. Um, I I will say, if you have the opportunity to do so, go talk to somebody. Like, yep. it's not a bad thing to go sit and have a conversation and talk. Yeah, um, if you have the, you know, the pathway to do so, you know, Make sure you go do all your doctor visits and all the stuff that, that we're synonymous for not doing. All that stuff plays a role in it. Like, if you're not healthy, of course you'll have a bad attitude. It's a turn of events. I mean, like, all this stuff goes together. Like, it starts with first being a healthy man. Get yourself checked. Do all your healthy stuff. Make sure that you're okay first before you present yourself. Then... Uh, you got. We got to be responsible for where we are, who we are, and where we are in the moment. Um, we just got to do a better job. Um, and uh, I, yeah, that, that's really about all I can really say about that. Definitely, uh, um, prayers and understandings and love and all that to that family. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's pretty. Whew. Yeah. Um, <coughs> let me see. We made it to the music time, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I was creeping up on. I'm about to say, we bounce around. I know we got stuff to do. <laughs> okay. We might be missed that, but I'm going to scroll on past that. Um, so tonight's <laughs> song is by my frat brother, so that's great. And also celebrating our birthday week. AEA, Big Rob, AEA to you, Big Rob, bye-bye, here we go.
Crunk a little bit, y'all know. I like to twerk in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little twerking in at the spare time, but uh, we want <laughs> we want to definitely remind everyone about our realtor, Miss Teresa Taylor. Um, she is with Keller Williams of Central Oklahoma. Teresa says that she is here to serve you to the fullest. You are her VIP. She's educated, honest, caring, loyal, trusting, and sincere. So if you are looking for a realtor, please hit up Ms. Teresa. You can reach her at 405-330-2626 or at TeresaTaylor at KW.com. All right, all right. I have posted <clears throat> Ms. Taylor's. <clears throat> Excuse me. Information in the live um, chat for not sorry the live feed for all of you if you would like her contact information. Um, but we are going to go ahead and slide on into the reason why we are all here <laughs> this evening, and that is to go ahead and start talking about child support. So if you are new to the scoop, you know that this uh, well you may not know that this subject is a guaranteed hot-button topic in the scoop. And among your hosts, we have decided that the best way to go about trying to peel back some layers about child support and how we deal with it among ourselves as parents, deal with how some of our residuals from childhood and how it affects us as parents in our co-parenting situations, like really start to get into some of the deeper parts of um, our issues with child support and why we feel the way we do about it. So over the past few weeks, um, we have started to kind of give different bits and pieces of information, different scenarios, and we've kind of had different discussions. Quite a few of them have gone lengthy. (laughs) We've had gone into the hundreds of comments for these types of posts, and they can get heated. So I want to, before we even get into the scenarios, I thought that was going to be the easiest way to go about this. Um, so that it will open up some different types of conversation. But 
For those of you who would like to uh, call in and share your thoughts on child support, please call us at 929-477-2304. Press the number 1. If you would like to share your comments live on the air, please listen for the last four digits of your phone number because Wynn will call those to let you know that it is your time. Um, if we do get to get quite a few callers, which is our goal, <laughs> we do ask that you um, get on, get your get your comments out, um, but be brief so that we can move on to the next. But if it's just you, we'll let you know and we'll let you chat. <laughs> but we would very much like for you all to uh, give us your thoughts on this issue. So. Let's hop on in there. Um, so last week, I think it was last week, Wynn posted um, a scenario where a, uh, one of, a mother had posted this. This was kind of one of those what are your thoughts type questions. And she, said, she says, ladies, I have a question. My son is 24 years old. His dad never, ever put anything, never, ever did anything for him. Seen him maybe five times. I put him on child support and he never paid it. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, sorry when I thought you said something. I put him on child support and he never paid, so it's up to $163,000. Let's say I received that check. <clears throat> Let's say I received that check. Whose money is it, mine or my son? We had a debate about it, and I told him if he don't get himself out of my face with this BS talking about it's all of his money, I said it's mine. I did everything for you, and if I decide to give you some, you better be happy. Was I wrong or was he right? So, this particular scenario, before we dig into the nitty-gritty of these details, <laughs> um, this scenario pulled in for us a lot of the conversations that we have as far as whose money is it really? Who is it really for? Um, when it, when the judge says this is for you, you know, this is child support, who really should get the money? Regardless of time, like who is it for? And a lot of the times the men say in the group and in general that, Child support, the money is for the baby, and no baby spends X or needs X amount of dollars in said amount of time, you know, in said month, every month, because the baby only does this, that, or the other thing. She needs, if, if the baby wasn't there, she still need a roof, she still needs food, she still have lights, gas, water, X, Y, Z things, so all I'm responsible for are things directly for said baby. So when these types of scenarios present themselves where child support has not been given throughout the child's life, and she still had to take care of all of those things plus child-related expenses, how would we go about, how would we feel like in the depths of us, in the, in the nitty-gritty of it all, how would we feel about this check now coming to her? Should she still give some of the money to the child? He never received his justified due payment to him per dad, or is this now her payback for, said, you know, for taking care of the child all this time with no help? Um so before I open it up, I'm just going to give my little two cents on this particular situation. Um, I think it is. I think primarily that money belongs to her. I don't know a mom who would get a check for $163,000, regardless of what the reason for it, child support, lottery, 401k, whatever. I don't know a mother who has a 24-year-old son that would not give her child some of that check. Um, but I think her statement is more on principle of I took care of you, I did this part, I did this. On one hand, I can count the times you've made face-to-face -face interaction with this man and probably less than that of the, many, the amount of dollars that I received from him. So with that being said, this check belongs to me. Thank you very much. And then I'm going to break you off and you're going to be happy about it. So I'm really not mad at mom for this. Um, 
I understand that son is probably thinking, hey, we got $163,000. We balling. But mom is like, no, 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 player. That's not how this is going to work. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I can see this mother-son debate. But as far as the child support thing is concerned, I feel that this is, this is her check. Um, I'm going to go with when. What do you think about this? Stop. Yep. on this one thinks that um, the mother, mother's correct. I mean, the, the mother, excuse me, the money is for the child, um, but it's given to the mother. And if the mother has, if he's 24 years old, I don't know how long it's been since he, since, um, you know, he has the gun. But let's just say this 163000 is, you know, all of the money that he's given. I mean, you got to think that's 24 years or 18 years of raising or spending money that she's done on her own. So, it's her money. I mean, it's, it's her money in the sense that it's her part of what, um, you know, of what she did, the help that she didn't have. Uh, now, again, to your point, I don't think I, I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine a mother getting one hundred and sixty-three thousand dollars and not doing something to help her child. I just, I don't see that. Um, could it happen? Sure, of course, but I think in the grand scheme of everything, what she would do is she would say, okay, let me. Um, you know, let me do what I can do to, you know, what I need to do. Maybe, you know, she wasn't able to pay something. Maybe she wasn't able to do something. Maybe she wasn't able to buy something. You know, let me do that kind of stuff. But ultimately, you know, I can also foresee her saying, but let me make sure, again, my child is okay. So if there was a scenario, maybe he was in college, 24, 24, maybe, you know, he's in college, or maybe he has some debt that he needs, I'm going to help him with that. You know, something like that. I just, again, cannot foresee a mother not doing anything to help her her child. I just I don't see it. So, I mean, I think I think ultimately again, the, the I think for me the other question I, I ask is why? What makes him think that it's his in the first place? Like, I mean, yeah, it was for you, but right. I mean, I'm a, it's a phrase that my father said used to say he was I was telling him I'm grown. And he said, "You're not grown until you pay your own bills and have your own address." And so, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I mean, you ain't pitched in on nothing at this point. You, you don't, you know, no. Mm-mm. So, so, I mean, uh, Kels, Kels, what you think? Uh, I mean, I agree. I definitely think that it's, you know, if he had done anything in all those years, that it goes to the mother. Um, I don't know where the idea of Catholic goes directly to the child came from when you know your child has to have lights, water, <laughs> gas, <laughs> transportation, a roof over right. their head, clothes. I mean, that it's right. ridiculous when people say that. Like, that is so ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, it, to me, it's, just, it's no argument. Just you know, that's her money, and you know she's gonna give her son. That's what mothers do. She's gonna give her son some, but yet don't come, don't be entitled to it. The entitlement is hers. She's entitled to yep, that. Right. So yeah, I definitely agree that it's mom. Agree, Rashad. What do you think? Well, of course, I'm glad I'll save you for last. I'm gonna come with the curveball. I mean, I'm staying on program, but I'm coming with a curveball. My only thing about all this is is that um, there needs to be a respect level between uh, 
child and parent um mm-hmm. in the level of in the level of what was said and how this direct meme itself was put together because I pride myself on being petty, I think the mother was being petty. That's me. Now, I also think the child was out of line. You, at no age, have no right to say where that money should go. You shut your mouth because your parent is the person that made it happen for you in every instance. Besides the fact when you got your first job and you bought your first J's or whatever it was to you that you bought for yourself. Other than that, you have no say-so, none. And if you really sit and count that money, I'm pretty sure that money doesn't even equate to that dollar amount that you see right now. Now, this is a great opportunity to be the Winfred Burns of the situation. Number two, I mean, Winfred Burns number two. This is your time as a parent to be a money mentor. Teach that kid a thirty, a thirty seventy, or a sixty forty, or something. And me as a parent, uh, moving outside of the disrespect of it. Let's say the kid was straight up about it the whole time. I'm not giving you that whole lump on a bump. I'm not because I know me as a child at twenty four. I know pretty much any child at twenty four. I'm not giving you that lump on a bump. I'm just not gonna do it. Nope. I'll sprinkle you. I'll dust <laughs> you off and let you know. You can check up every time. You can call me, check up every time, let me know. How much do I got left? Let me get a bump. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can get a bump. Just know your box is lying. Hey, you running short on bump, baby. <laughs> but my you thing is, this, this should have been a learning situation. The parent took the time to be petty. The child took the time to step out of line. I think both parties are wrong in this in this meme, in this meme, I think both parties are wrong, and there was a learning experience that could have went on, and there could have been a growing experience that went on, and it was passed because the parent took the opportunity to be petty, which I understand because when a child is disrespectful as a parent, your next step is, hey. Clapping back. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, that's the hand clap. So, I mean, you know, all right, are you serious right now? Do I really need to write down receipts on you? Shout it. Let's have a sit down. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how much team shoes cost? Do you know how much it costs? Man, look here. Boy, girl, girl, or boy. Look, but that's my stance on that. I think they both played it wrong. That should have been a Winfred Burns. Money mentor moment. I'm sorry for the plug. Not sorry, but money mentor moment right there, and it was missed, and the parent didn't take it. Yeah. Right, we got to call it. Hold on one second. We got to. Were you saying something? Were you saying something, Kel? Ain't no parent just to be worried about being petty if they said they face about get us some money. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not arguing that because I understand when disrespect creeps into the room. I'm sorry, it's parental time. Taping off. You didn't you didn't step your line. You don't have a line. You're a child. Stay in your place. <laughs> and, and see, and that's that that's a whole other subject and a whole nother a whole nother story, but that becomes a we're we're lax because we're trying to be cool with the kid. Man, no. Nah. No. Nah. 
And the yeah. only reason the 24-year-old felt that cool was because the parent at some point in time was cool with the kid. No. Yeah. He's been doing that. My mama was never cool with me till I was for real grown. That's it. She was my mama till then. Yeah. We just now get into she cool. <laughs> and I'm almost right, forty, let's take, yo. <laughs> let's take let's take let's take this caller. We got a caller. Caller five four seven five. You are on the air. What's your question or comment? Is it me? Mm-hmm. It's you. This mother man, how y'all doing now, sugar? Oh, hey. How y'all doing, sugar? Doing good. How you doing, mother? Mother Maybelline, girl, I'm over here on this Facebook Live. Got folks looking all up in my grill waiting on me to say something. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead. Speak I'm over mother. here looking say? good. My skin is looking all tight. I look about 17 years old. Looking good. That bone condition. Now look here. All right there, Mother Maybelline. How you doing, sugar? <laughs> Girl, y'all all right. When that Ray Chan was giving the news for a minute, he was getting emotional. I said, that boy about to cry on that last news segment he was doing. Let me move on, though. Now, look, uh, <laughs> Brother Burns done told me I, I can't have no more than five minutes. Now, let me first tell you, I think it's disrespectful for a youngin' to tell me anything. I'm going to tell you that now live uh, on the air. I ain't afraid to tell you that now. I think that was a disrespectful because I love the Lord and I know he's a man of God, I'm going to keep it under five minutes. So I done made me a list. Now, Winford, don't you mm-hmm. try to mute me out now, because my list is going to be better oh. than your little list you be doing every Tuesday night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be writing down Winford stuff. You better get out your pen and write down what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm about to change your life. I'm about to change your life. Now, I'm looking at my clock, and my five going to start right now. That's okay, Brother Byrne? Go for it. <laughs> Well, is it that? You scared to say something now? Mother Mabel, I'm scared the child. It's best you don't say nothing. Don't talk back to your elders. Now, look here now. Now, here's what I want to say about this child support issue. This is my feelings about the child support. I'm just going to run down this real quick, and then y'all can break it down how you want to break it down when I get finished. Now, the first thing I want to say is that really rubs me the wrong way is we forget that women are not the only single parents. I'm just going to start off with that. I get really frustrated hearing about deadbeat daddies. And I know some deadbeat mamas, honey. You can't hardly uh, uh, go to the house without stepping all over the roaches and the trash and the babies is out web and mamas out in the street. So let me first clarify, there's some good single daddies that's out there. And Mm -hmm. one of the points that I want to make about that is uh, some men say they feel like they're not a real man if they get child support. Now, I want to tell you now, I don't. I, I now, 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 Brother Burns. I believe you said you didn't want to offend nobody. Well, Mother Maybelline's a little different. I could care less if I send somebody. I'm gonna tell the truth and say the devil. I carry my shotgun with me everywhere I go. And if somebody don't like what I say, they can meet me right on after the show, baby. I whooped them in their mom. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Now, <laughs> now these men, you thinking you a man because you don't get no child support? That don't make you no man. It's the principle of the fact. If you taking care of that child and that mama's not there, she need to send you some money, child. You need to get Amen. your check. That's number one. It's good for the gather, it's good for the goose. And some of y'all folks that shopping these men, they taking care of your babies, and you and your girlfriends are posting all these selfies on Facebook half naked while they got the baby. Let me move on, though, because I'm going to get mad talking about that. Let me move on now. Now, mm. the 
192. Now, I, I did a little research. I got some facts. I'm trying to beat Mr. List out tonight. I looked back to when child support originated. Y'all know this thing went all the way back. Child support ain't even really been originated across state lines until 1950. It's only been about 100 years. And in 1988, they passed that you could actually start garnishing somebody's check. See, the problem I have is why we got to do all this fighting to take care of the baby? What's all this arguing back and forth? Because back in my day, there wasn't no child support. Now, now support means to hold somebody up. Some of y'all paying about $115 a month and got the nerve to get mad when the other parent called you and say, little Johnny need a pair of tennis shoes. Now, hmm. I looked it up and it said an average child is expenses is $12,500 by the time they're two years old. That means $520.83 for one child will cover their first two years of everything. That's their that, that's daycare, them bag of Takis they want every doggone day, them tacos they want from Taco Bell, everything that they need. <laughs> so when you're paying $75 a month and you get mad when somebody asks you for $10 to go on a daycare, you need to go and break bread, Negro. You need to break bread. <laughs> Because you ain't really meeting the need of the child. I'm almost done now. I'm almost done. I got two minutes. Now, now, I, I, I'm going to say this last couple of things. Uh, if you're the non-custodial parent, and I'm going to go on and say men right now, even though I know there's some single men, stop being nosy about where that money going. Y'all getting on my nerves worrying about what that mama doing with that money. What you need to do is make sure you paying it. Okay, especially those y'all talking about you know the Lord. Don't you know God will rectify anything? That's a whole nother show. Send your money and take care of that baby. You want your child looking up saying she wanted a cheeseburger and daddy wouldn't send $2 over because he was mad at their mama because he's scared mama going to do something with it? Mind your business and send the check. You done made the child. Quit worrying about where the money going. Ain't nobody going to send you no itemized statement every month to tell you what's going on. Now, she can pay that light bill. She can put some groceries in that refrigerator, that fridge down. She can buy some shoes for that baby. It ain't your business. Now, for y'all women, I need you to be more responsible. Now, we know good and all oh, well you working a job making $6.25 an hour, but every week you got a new Brazilian weed. Don't let me find out you're using that baby money to get your hair and your toes done. Now, that ain't right neither. You need to take care of the baby and be responsible. Yeah, and the last thing I want to say before I get out of here, stop letting child support come between these parental relationships. You know, folks don't want to come see the baby because they're mad at the mom and the daddy, and I ain't got no Please, money, and you're feeling on. sorry for yourself. Here's what I want you to know. You're feeling sorry for yourself, but you won't quit making them boogers. Get you a surgery and get a nest and truck or cut or something. Some of y'all got about 12 babies and get on Facebook, cry about child support every day, and you won't start making them. Now, get on my nerves. <laughs> Quit doing it. If you ain't got strength, call on the prayer warriors. We'll pray that hole is steaming out of you. We need you to get that together. Quit having these babies in your sleep. Take care of them. Now, I'm telling you, my wife ain't going to cut no corners. Y'all need to do the right thing. My, my last thing I got to say before I get off of here, some of y'all crying about what you pay for your child support and you're so passive. You won't go get an attorney and go to court. You act like that mm. when you had to control your life, and you I ain't going to go down there because it ain't going to be in my favor anyway. That's probably the silliest mess you don't ever see. Now, you go stand in line. You'll stand in line to get the latest pair of Jordans. But, Negro, you won't stand in line to get an attorney to help you get your money right on this child support. Quit crying about yeah. it. You need to go be proactive about making yep. sure you're paying the right thing about your child support. 
I need y'all to make sure that you're thinking about this. And let me say this last thing before I get off. Some of y'all married folk get real uppity. Well, I had my babies in marriage. Let me tell you something, boo-boo. Everybody marriage ain't lasting. You might need child support one day, too. Uh-oh. So go on and listen to him on the radio show and get some good advice. I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about to praise the Lord up in here. Hold, hold on, this is a good topic, y'all. Mm-hmm. This is a good topic. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, good time. Woo. Well, thank you, Mother. We we appreciate that. As look, as said as only you can. I appreciate okay. you for having me. I really do. Y'all bless my heart tonight. And even though my kids is 60 years old, I'm going to call their daddy because that nigga owe me some money, and I think I can still get some with these new laws. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are the truth in the I was going to say, I want to be John Brown, but I feel like we already had another old. <laughs> I can't even be John Brown. So Man. I be John All right, hold on. We got, another, we, got another, we got another caller. Hold on one second. Let me tell you. So caller 9378, what is your question or your comment? Hi. I have a question um, about uh, the topic of the child support. So what do you guys feel about if a mother or a father specifically does not want to um, be a full-time parent in a person's, in in the children's lives and, um, you know, they call periodically, they pop in and out periodically and you just waive their rights and forgive their child support. I've had so many people uh, judge that. That happens. So many people say that's crazy. I would have never did that. But I also look at the fact that, okay, they obviously are not fit to be a father. They they don't have the heart for it. They say they love their kids, but at the same time, they they only see them so many times a year. You know. So what do you all feel about just completely saying the hell with it? I don't have to deal with it. Let Jesus provide for us and me put my best foot forward with with the work of my own hands and just completely let them wave his right and go on about that child support because you wouldn't get much no way. So you mean as far as saying you don't want it, you, you, you're saying that because he's not active at all or little to none at all, it's more work to find him than it is to, you know, to keep, to, to follow through with everything. It's just easier to, be done with child support, and you just raise your baby and be done with it. That's where it stops. Like, you just don't even want to fight, do the fight part anymore? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I personally don't fight. I think that's completely up to you. I, I don't see <clears throat> just by hearing that, like, because you're not severing his, you're not terminating his parental rights. You're not saying you're no longer his dad. You're just saying, you know what? Oh, no. I'm going to take care of his baby. Yeah, I'm going to take care of this baby, and, you know, if if you show up, great, but this is not going to stop what we got going on over here. I don't think there's an issue with that. I don't know why anyone would subject themselves to continue to have to fight somebody to do something that's obviously not in their realm right now. But yeah, I, I exactly. Don't, I, but but the right, they, think, the right. they don't have any rights. They have no parental rights. Yeah, give them the wave the rights. Wave the rights. Give rid of his rights. Uh, no right. 
I don't know about the no rights part because people change. But and yeah. I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't. That's why I clarified when I first asked because for me, um, I don't think that every person, man or woman, who becomes a parent is automatically ready for that. And I also, I also think that whoever has the child often progresses to that point much faster than the one who doesn't. But when you terminate legally the right of a parent, that removes so much more than just a headache from the person who is the, is the all-the-time parent of the child. Um, so to me, unless there's a physical harm, if there's a... a, a, a an option where, this, you know, he's kidnapping the baby all random and willy-nilly and stuff like that. Like, those are the things that I feel are necessary for terminating the rights to a child as far as a parent is concerned. But if you're just not ready, you hear sometimes, you go sometimes, this, that, the other thing, I'm just not going to fool with you. Like, I'm not going to be hunting you down and doing all of that. That is kind of how I would frame that. But to me, terminating the rights is now saying you don't, we no longer have any kind of connection. And whether, you know, to, and to me as a mother, that would be hard for me to do without, like I said, abuse and things like that. And concerns. So I'm, thank you for clarifying that because I, I did not oh, catch sure. that part. No problem. Mm-hmm. But I want you to consider the law. The law is different than our feelings <clears throat> because the law says that if I waive his right, if he, if I forgive, the only way to forgive him his back child support is for him to waive his rights and he was free willing. So the what right to come along with the child support. Yeah. What state? What state is that? You see what that I'm saying? Okay, I know in, in, oh, in some states. Yeah. Okay, I know like in in some states you don't have to do that. You can just as the you know the the parent can just sign a waiver saying, you know, I'm waving I'm waving his back part. So I didn't know it was like there right. in Indiana. I think here, here's yeah. what I'm gonna say. I think that I'm. Get me, fuck. Let me, let me, because I want to say something. Right. I want to make sure I say this the right way. Go. All right. So let me know. Let me, let me ask the question. Okay. So just so I understand, he asked to waive his rights, or you said you wanted them, and he just agreed to it, and was never there. In the first Neither. Time. The judge, the judge told us the law, which was in the event to forgive the the only alternative to forgiving uh child support the arrearance is to waive rights and he said he was willing and so i agreed as well uh, and so and so before this happened so just i make sure so before this happened he was not a part of the children his children's life very inconsistent or was he just not paying child support both but but mainly like the the um you know what I'm saying the the fatherhood the the actual being involved knowing their day to day you know what I'm saying uh, involvement um even down to what grade they're in you know what I'm saying he didn't know that uh, no wow. not unless he was told you know what I'm saying like that's that's just not the reality of them being there enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here, here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say basically what you because it sounds like you're saying the dude wasn't involved. He got behind the child support. In order to not have all the things that come with getting far behind in your child support, he decided to he decided to waive his rights and walk away. That's that's what you're saying. 
Yes. Okay. What I think about that is I actually think that I'm concerned is I'm concerned for everybody in that scenario because number one, I understand from a child support perspective, um, like like Mother Maybelline just said, how expensive it is to raise a child. And it's one thing to have it and not be able to do it versus having it and just not doing it. If there's a scenario where if the scenario is that he just can't he can't, that's one thing. I still would if that's the case, I have an issue with the law that says that the only way for a father to be um to not go to jail and the reason I say is I know in some states you go to jail, you lose your driver's license, um, all that kind of stuff. In order to be able to do all that kind of stuff, you can't travel, you can't get a um, you know, a um uh passport, you can't do any of that. I think it's an issue. We have a, a legal issue where if that's the only option that a, that a father has. If that's not the case and you just choose to do it, then my, I'm also concerned for a father or any man who would choose to walk away from the seed that he has because your children, if you're listening, your children need you. I am a, I'm in this situation, so I'm saying your children need you. And I don't care how difficult it is or it gets between you and the mother or you and your co-parent if it's a reverse situation, your child needs you. They need to hear your voice. They need to be be consistent. They need to know their identity and which they get from their parents. They need to understand healthy boundaries and um, healthy emotions. They need all of that stuff. And it's not fair to the other parent to have to carry more weight than what they should. So, like, all around, excuse my language, it's just screwed up to walk away from a scenario like that. And if the only thing if you can't agree. pay, if if you can't pay, if you can't pay, then be there. Just be your your presence. If that's the best you can do, if you just ain't got it, you just ain't got it. But you still don't. You still got to be there, and you still got to call, and you still got to say, "Listen, you still my daughter, you still my son, and I'm gonna provide the other stuff that I can provide right now until my my financial situation changes." Like you don't get to just walk away. Uh, yeah, I have mixed emotions like that quite often, Sorry. and I appreciate Sorry. both of you all feedback. Uh, the, the, I, I have both of those emotions. You feel like, you know, I didn't make this child by myself or these children by myself. You feel like you're capable and able. You are a willing body. You're able to move around and do things for yourself. You should be able to help and do this with me, but it's also a fight to get a person to see that year after year after year. And then eventually I don't want my children to resent me, me sending them to jail, because in the state of Indiana, that's what happens. They revoke your driver's license, and then it's jail time. And they right. were giving him yep. 90 days, 180 days, had he not um, com- had he not waived his rights. His, his other option was 180 days. And his, his kids were attached to him emotionally because he was in and out so much. It was like, you know what I'm saying, that joy of having them when they did have them. So child support is such a big uh, issue between, you know, uh, single mothers and about single dads because just like mom was saying, the single dad's too prideful to take money, and the single moms, um, you know, we want what we can get, but above all, I think I can speak for the majority of any single mother, we want our children to have the time invested, and that is way more important than the dollar amount. The time invested is, you know what I'm saying, you being able to show up at school if they haven't something. You'll be able to pick them up from school. You'll be able to be a part of extra curriculum. I mean, any help would be great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So You're thanks for your feedback, guys. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank you for calling. Thanks for calling. 
Yeah. Ooh, I hear emotion. We got another caller. Hold on. Another call. Caller 6842. Caller 6842, what's your question or your comment? Hey, Scoop Nation family. It's Novi. Hey. 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 Um, my way in on the child support thing is, number one, why would you put the parents through that? Uh-oh, I think we lost her. Hello? I think we lost her. We can't Am I there? Now, there you go. Are we connected again? Yeah. Now we can hear you. Okay. My question is, why would you put a person through that if you know what kind of what kind of options they have? They can lose their driver's license. They can go to jail. Are you that heartless to where you will have your father, your kid's father, your kid's mother, placed in that situation just to receive a check. I mean, I don't understand the child support thing. Why do people put their kids on child support? Why do they put their fathers on child support? The mothers on child support? Well, I, I do know. I can say this. Um, I do know that if that a part of it is there are certain social services um, benefits that you can't get unless you do it. Um, so the part of the way the system is set up, for example, is you can't, like, if you want to get Medicaid, I believe it's Medicaid, that you or food stamps or something like that, you can't get them unless you put uh, put that on there. You know, so unless you put the name of the father or the name of the, yeah, on, on, the, um, on the documentation. So I know that's one, that's one reason why you do it. The other reason, I mean, is, Ultimately, again, as a man, if you're the father of, the, you know, the other parent, then you have a responsibility to it. So, you know, again, I understand your point in terms of, you know, if you know that they can't do it or if you know, you know, I, I agree with that. Um, I, I agree that, you know, that there should be some wisdom assessed to it. But ultimately, again, you know, it's your kid. And so the other it is your It is your kid, but it, it is your kid. But at the same time, a child didn't ask to be brought here. That was a decision made between both parents. So mm-hmm. both parents should actually come together to make sure that that child is taken care of. Why do you need to involve a third party as the state to come in and to tell you how much you need to pay, when to come get yeah. your kids? When, you know, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> I, um, I feel like if, you, if you're not on good terms, then – Wrap it up, strap it up, get some pills, whatever. Protect yourself. Don't even get in that situation. But you have to think of the outcome of that person that is paying child support. Their livelihood is basically on the line. And if you're not ready for it, then don't get in that situation, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think part of that is, is again, is that I agree with you that that, should be a, that could be a discussion. But if it, if you can't come to that conclusion together, then the next step is is going to have a third person. So, and as a person who is, you know, I'm, again, I pay I, I pay child support, I'm divorced, and so I think some of the some of the problem is that when you don't have good communication skills or a certain level of respect for one another, um, that that that's that's very difficult. So, I hear you. I agree. I I, I agree that it's you know what you're saying, but. And it, you know, and it is very difficult. And I have friends that have kids that have their fathers on child support, but 
they did it out of spite. It's not going to hurt you to go out there and get you a second job. It's not going to hurt that man to go send you some money every now and then, you know, to help pick up the load that you're, you're lacking. But my friends deliberately put their fathers on child support out of anger just because they didn't want to be with that person. And you have people out there that do that. Now, granted, okay, you said that it, it might be, they might need some benefits, some food stamps or whatever, so uh, Section 8 housing. I don't know. I've never been on that type of program to where they have to put their father or the kid's mother on child support or whatever, just so they, they can receive that benefit. But wouldn't it be better for you to go out there and get you a second job? No. And then hopefully... I don't, I, I don't think that's always feasible, though. I think that would be great if your resources allow for that. Um, I think I, I totally understand what you're saying by way of, in an in a ideal situation, when two adults make a baby, both of those people should be responsible for taking care of that child, regardless if they are still in a relationship or not, to mature unselfish people who are there for raising the child should be able to do that. Unfortunately, that is not what so many of our relationships end up after having children. So with that being said, just because we didn't work out does not mean these babies still don't need to be taken care of. And at the end of the day, there's still only one parent. There's only one mom, one dad. There is no help. So there's not always, there's not, Often, there's not an option to then go out and get a second job because who's going to watch the child while you go work the second job? Daycare. To get daycare, you have to. It is required that you put them on child support. You don't get a dime. And you cannot even drop your child off to go get work, regardless of food stamps, can if any of that. So to do those things that would be the feasible, great, realistic, all right, I need more money, get another job. Well, your babies can then be taken by that same system if they're left at home or left with someone who's not worthy of taking care of children. So there's so many factors that in any day and age go into taking care of a child. But when you're doing it solely by yourself, you have to think outside the box. And sometimes knowing that that goes $50, $75, however much it is that you had to go and down there for child support to get can help relieve that, it can make it worth it. It absolutely doesn't. It's not spiteful. Can you imagine what that mother is feeling when she's staring up at the ceiling at night knowing that she's got bills to pay and stuff to do, or that father, and homeboy or homegirl is chilling, and because you're just a good person and don't want them to lose their license so they can continue to do what? You know, you're going to – so I, I, I get where in real, in perfect world that's what happens. But in the real world where you've got real babies that need stuff, you have to make other things happen. And if child support is one of those things that is, that is available to you, you're doing what you're supposed to. You're taking care of the kids. You can't make another grown person do that. But sometimes the government can. Sometimes DHS or whatever the, the, that, per, that entity is can. And that can make it so that that baby can be taken care of while they figuring out how to catch up and be a parent. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I get that it's spiteful. Some people do it out of spite. There's, that's always. It's always going to be, and it's terrible when that happens. But for those women who need that, who have no other option, no family, no help, no none of that, but I, child support is the option. And I think because you can't absolve the other party simply because they didn't want to. Because <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, I don't know if I missed something, but that's essentially what it sounds like. Because they didn't want to, 
Now I'm just not gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna be cool on that. You know, I just, no, I'm not saying that they didn't want to. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, is it better? For you not to put them on child support, and then y'all just have a a common, you know, a communication. Be on the same, be on one accord with it. Okay, you can't be able to send me this amount of money this this month. So I'm gonna go ahead and take her this month. But you go ahead and take her next month. Let me say this. I I think as a as on either side of that equation, in in some instances that works just fine. And, And again, but on either, I would not with the current system that we have in place right now, whether you're the parent that the child lives with or whether you're the parent that the child doesn't live with, um, I would not recommend that doing that. Just simply because if the uh, if something happens and somebody gets in their feelings, so let's just say you all, we agree to that, and I say I'm going to send you $100 a week and I lose my job, and so for six months I don't send it, you get in your feelings, you can go back now and file, and we've been doing this for 10 years. You can now go back and request that I pay you that 100, you know, child support for the last, 10, last previous 10 years. And if I didn't have to go through this whole process of trying to prove that I've been giving you money and, you know, and all this stuff, when had I just gone down in the first place and put myself on child support, and then we drew up an agreement, because you can actually legally you don't have to wait for the judge to tell you how much to pay. You can agree and put it in legal documentation that, hey, we agree that this is what we're going to pay and this is what we're going to do. And if you need to change it, you can go and change it. But you still need to, on either side, on both sides, protect yourself to make sure that, you know, again, the way the system is currently set up, it's not set up. It's set up, really, it's set up to protect, supposedly, to protect the child. So they really don't care about you as the as the parent. They care about this is what we believe the child this is what we believe the child needs. And so whether it comes from you or whether it comes from her, we think the child needs X amount based and based upon what you pay or what you make and how much time you spend with this child, we're gonna take X percentage out of your check. Period. They don't care about, mm-hmm. about anything else. They don't care. Mm. So, so as so, I yeah, tell men or women in this scenario, go if you get a child, go put yourself on. Because <laughs> what were you? What were you? All right, thanks for calling in, ma'am. We appreciate you. I was just gonna say honestly, man. Like when it comes down to this, this subject specifically, it all sounds good, but this is all statewide. And, like, being honest with you, like, being somebody that squandered through the sand and was, like, for real, oh, my God, woe is me because I felt some kind of way all the time, every time. If it really came down to it, guy-wise, state-wise, Georgia is the place that gives men just, like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) black Jesus-type rights. Like, if you was that serious, you go home to Black Mecca. Go to, go to Atlanta. Then everything that you thought was something would turn around. I promise you. And that's not even urban myth. That's real. I've seen magic happen. The minute men moved to Atlanta 
And I ain't talking about on nothing that anybody thinks about smutty. What I'm talking about is that trying to win by the law. What? The way the law is set up, because like I said, this whole child support stuff and the way you want it to work and how it breaks down, who it goes to, custodial means the person that's more stable and the person that is the closest to the child. That starts off in the law with the person who had the person in the womb. It's the mother. Respect it. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. That's, that's, that's just what it is. Now, unless you can prove that she's 100% not fit, because the only thing that's really saving a guy in that situation is that he had a son. Other than that, bro, you got to play the game and keep a cool head. Be serious with yourself. Keep a cool head. Stay involved. Keep a cool head. And, I mean, these are things that I'm telling you right now. This is me being transparent. You got to learn that along the way because I wasn't always cool and I wasn't always okay. There were 20 million crying nights of, man, she won't even just. But you have to understand, they are growing pains in the understandings of and getting to know how to play the game that you put yourself in. And that's something that you also have to understand. This is a game that becomes a now you have to be accountable. And if you aren't accountable, then you're always going to play the game wrong. Always. Be accountable for everything you did in the situation that you are in. And if you can't do that as an adult, then at that point, you miss the mark. Because that's where it starts, first and foremost. And everything will grow from there, and it will get better, guaranteed. Like, guaranteed. If you can accept your faults, your understanding and everything you did in it before you point the finger at anybody, you'll be okay. And the baby is going to know you because if you understand, this is just me because I've been in daycare and things like that. If you've been around a child, you know that a child will understand and know you by sense and all the other stuff that goes on that talking people don't realize are heightened sense when you aren't talking. A baby grabs those things, and a baby will know who their dad is if the dad is present in that baby's life to the point where the baby has those things to grasp too. Don't miss your mark, fellas. That's all I got. That, that's me. Don't miss your mark. <laughs> Okay. Amen. <laughs> All right, y'all. That was good. That was good. We we done went way over on that segment, but okay. So, um, <laughs> like way <laughs> over. Like the show is almost like like the show almost over over. <laughs> like that's how that's cool. Yeah. All right. right. All the hot, hot topics. Sorry. All right. So let's go ahead and play this song. Um, and then we go, ooh, Jesus, like, we really only got, okay, we got to do a short and yeah. version of Hot Topic tonight, so 
Um, so this next song is, go ahead, Q, because you know I ain't saying this. <laughs> this, <laughs> this next song is a new song by our brother, Mr. Rasheem Big Bean Coleman, and it is Run It. Let's play it. Be- My view is from the highest point Flies, nigga, buy what I want Sipping on Superion They jealous, so I ride alone My fortunes is imported The hustle is domestic I make them feel imported Only one on the guest list Puts you in the finest luxury Becomes the standard Now you used to it, so you making the next nigga man up Yeah, used to keep my pants up when I'm hopping out of the Tesla And when it comes to getting money, it's like sex, I can never get enough Addicted to the cash flow, sipping on the Merlot Riding in the form with a bad chick, watching her hair blow Burn her own waistline, I keep that for the Chihuahua The way I stack dollars will make an insecure nigga feel awkward Bloodhound on the money trail, I'm there whenever the money does Foreign sparked in front of the love Successful so they love to stay Do the better, stay done it Stack, stack that money Double bag full of hundreds The way I get it, you can tell I run it Run it Run it Sky view on the top floor A little bit like a boss You can tell I run it, I run it Run it Run it Run it, run it You can tell I run it Run it, run it Run it Take you to a foreign island, expose you to some new shit Having lunch on the beach, telling me how much your ex is a nuisance Deuces to the old life, catch a flight strictly for the few Niggas think I'm bragging when I speak on it, but it's the truth Yeah, duffel bag full of dead people Fuck no, nah, nigga, we ain't equal My money rain, your shit sprinkle Pay no mind to them niggas to beat with you You ain't on my level, bruh Tax brackets keep us segregated Women love the way I spin it Only you timid niggas be hating it Self-made, just wanna get paid You can keep the accolades I'm never faded by jaded niggas Thinking that I could ever be replaced Got a thick chick, kitten lick She bricked up like Beyonce You plan to be a hustler? Depends on where the commas place I'm all in with a poker face Puffin' on a stogie and an emblem on the end of my chain Big as a trophy, I'm on the top floor All white penthouse, call it Macklemore To catch up, you gon' need a lot more stamps off in your passport Be the best that done it, stack, stack that money Double bag full of hundreds, the way I get it, you can tell I run it, run it, run it Run it. Sky view on the top floor, a little bit like a boss. You can tell I run it, I run it, run it. Run it. Run it, run it. You can tell I run it. Run it, run it. Run it. Sky view on the top floor, a little bit like a boss. You can tell I run it, I run it. Text messages full of emojis, I'm low-key feeling that shit. Fuck any nigga before me and a stick big enough to measure me with. And I can see that you probably think I'm a little conceited. 
But my confidence makes me the type that any woman would want to be with I'm the shit and I know it Never been the type to need approval Money bags overflowing Type of shit I could get used to No regrets for my ascension I paid my dues and handled my business Went from being a no name To now my name they have to mention Taylor suits Making the fool out of any nigga who doubted me I played it cool Took them to school Now the same niggas is crowning me Great and looking out of my aura God revealed like the Torah Niggas claim they got your back From faith to black When it's time to support you I'm sort of a big deal Big wheels on the trip below Big bills House on the hill Lay back watching the city glow Listening to Barry Manilow With a beautiful woman beside me Eating dice cantaloupe Blowing money like I'm in the Ivy League Yes, Big B, <laughs> and run it. <laughs> like, like Big B said, I'll just run it. I'm have to run past hot topics because <laughs> you know people want people want to just go and disrespect the hot topic for tonight and stuff. Like, don't take my shine away on the radio. Like, I just want to put it out there. You know, the one the one thing I get to do on the show always gets cut down because, you know, people want to be talking and don't want to let Kel shine. I got it. I got it. I apologize. But in all actuality, the hot topic, actually, um, we discussed it. We already kind of said our opinion on it. It was the, the question um, – that when posted about the the lady and talking about her child support, um, you know, the back child support of the $153,000. So we pretty much gave our opinions on that. So we really did discuss it. Um, so there was another uh, scenario that I was just going to kind of bring up that we all can kind of briefly talk on, if I can find it, um, about child support. Oh, no, no, no. What I'm going to do, I actually posted about people giving um, advice on new parents that have, you know, are going through the child support process or are on child support. And we got some good comments. Um, so I'm going to read a few of those. And while while I'm doing that, um, what, would, what would be, in a couple of sentences, what would be some advice that you would give to a person that is, you know, about to go through the child support process. Like, what's some advice to stay sane, or what's some what's a good tip? You asking me? Oh, you say me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I said. I, 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 I thought I heard you say my name. I was. I mean, to be honest, it would be kind of what I said already, and that was number one: put yourself on it. Number two: um, make sure that that uh, yeah, you know, that you realize again. Ultimately, this is about the child. It's not about you. Uh, and then I would tell them, the third thing I would tell them is to make sure um, that you realize that it's really, again, that it's just like our caller said, it's just as important that time be spent than, um, than, than the money. Mm-hmm. So don't let the money, don't think that because you give it money, you don't need to give time. And don't think that just because you give it time, you don't need to give money. Both are needed. 
Yeah. Um, and just from uh from the post, uh, we have some people that said, you know, don't depend on child support. I had a several uh different people say that. Don't make it part of your income. Um mm-hmm. Some people said use it as a tool for, which I thought was interesting, use it as a tool for saving um, for the child. That could be a way to help you be able to save. Um, one of our group members even mentioned about setting up, uh, like through an IRA, like officially making it into a savings account. I thought that was really something, that was something really neat. Um, people say stay current. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you said it uh, too. I mean, I I have a few people that are, that's on the post that I know either are DHS workers now or used to work for DHS, and all of them have said keep receipts, um, along with you know the, what you said, Winfred, about you know time is is needed just as much as child support. Um, mm-hmm. We do, well, we see. I can't really say we do because I, I'm not having had children but I've been in the process with my nephews and my you know siblings and the it's always so much anger around child support like if you're going to do it go ahead and check your emotions and really um, use it as a last resort to ensure that your child has the proper care that they need and you know I don't know if anybody else wants to add anything that's my that's my response, and I think that's a, you know, just using the tips is a good way to kind of round out our conversation on on just up tonight. <laughs> just up on my check. <laughs> did y'all have anything else? <clears throat> no, I pretty much answered that too in the first question. So I mean, yeah, no. Well, um, Reed, did you have anything? Uh, not personally. Uh, but I have something in from the live. Danielle says, um, patients have your ducks in a row. It's about the child. If um, one of the parents is military, make sure it's ordered, child support is ordered, and that the child gets a military ID. Um, T. Martin says, first tip, consult the lawyer and ask a lot of questions before you go. Tip number two, don't do mediation. It will not be in your favor. You are basically waiving your rights. Um, Earl says, emotion kills everything. Um, actually, I do have something. If you are, if you do need an attorney or legal assistance and money is an issue for you, there are resources for you. There are advocacy groups. There are community service things that are set up for you. There are ways. A lot of attorneys have this as their heartstring program as far as family advocacy, child support, things like that. And sorry, a lot of men get a lot of um, there are quite a few attorneys from what I've understood. There are quite a few um, law firms and things like that that, like, are choosing um, to advocate on behalf of men, on behalf of fathers who are struggling to find their their way through this process. So I know that it's hard. It's not always right there in front of you, but be diligent in that because there are resources available. I've, my own brother has gone through quite a bit, and he's had to pay real cash green money of his pocket out of his pocket, but there's value in those resources. There's value in the information that you can gain from reaching out to these different resources. So all hope is not lost. Yes. Anything else? From That's the- what I have. From the- 
All right, I did. You know what? I'll do my. I have some more, but I'll do it tomorrow. Um, um I'll do a, a, a live tomorrow on my my tips for co-parenting. So y'all got to tune into that because we got we got to move on. Yep. All right, y'all know what time it is. It's your favorite time of the show. Everybody, buckle up. Get your get get your water. Get your pen. Get your paper. Your all right, all right. Fire, y'all, uh, your favorite person. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let Q do it because Q apparently does it better than I do. So I'm going to uh, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what do you say? I'm gonna digress and let, yeah. um, because I don't want to get. First of all, I don't want to get in trouble, and I don't want any problems in my life. So, um, hold on, what's going on here? Hold on, hold on, what's going on? Is she here? <laughs> yeah, but my uh, the studio just kind of crashed. So it's, it's on. hold on, hold on. Y'all know I get in trouble for this thing. So. <laughs> get it it's together. It ain't my fault. It just went. I know. <laughs> yeah, we got to pray over it. Lay hands on it. Mm-hmm. Said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Please don't breathe. The studio. Right. Like it literally just froze. Hold on. I'm gonna make sure she get her full fifteen minutes. Okay. I don't need no, I don't need no problems in my life. <laughs> I guess then I shouldn't say nothing. I was about to say because if she ain't gonna come on, let me check. No, I'm gonna leave you alone. Hi, Cecily. Hey, Cecily. <laughs> I ain't gonna pull it. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, like it's just, I don't know what it's doing. Hold on, hold on. Sorry for the technical difficulty. What did you say, Wayne? I said, my y'all keep talking. I said, sorry for the technical difficulty. Yeah. Okay. Well, while we're waiting, um, guys, please remember that the scoop is, um, ho- uh, I don't know if you call it hosting, but we are doing Christmas. We are adopting families for Christmas. Um, you guys should have saw the. Um, the success we had for Thanksgiving, everybody came together and we blessed some families for Thanksgiving. So let's dig deep and do the same thing for Christmas. Our family in Oklahoma City, um, there's there's four um, children. I believe they're preteen and teens. We have a list. You know, we have their wish list. Um, we can go in. I'm I'm one of those people that I would like to be able to help with one of the bigger gifts. So maybe somebody you know can go in half uh, with me. Um, our contact here is uh, Miss Keisha Driscoll. You can contact her on Facebook. She's in the group. Or you can inbox her, and let's get this done. We need to get these gifts, you know, together so that we can go ahead and, and get them wrapped or shipped or whatever we need to do to get them to this family on time. So 
Uh, we will have that going on in every city. Um, and I will put up posts with those contacts. But, yeah, let's get prepared to to finish out the year right. And while you're at it, don't forget to shop within. Holiday sales everywhere. Elegance by Design. You got Rent a Big Man. You got Curvy Kitten. You got Cool Cat. Holiday sales. Sales everywhere. Shop within the good old scoop. Stay black, my friend. Stay black. (laughs) All right, all right. So, Miss Cicely is on the line, so let me go ahead and get our Stella intro in for my girl. Um, So this is one of my favorite, favorite parts of what we do here in the scoop. It is time for Passion Talk with one of one of our very own fire starters, because Miss Maybelline is, I think she's coming for the spot today, but our one and only <laughs> fire starter, Miss Cicely Victoria. If you're new here, what's about to happen is you're about to get your whole life, because Miss Cicely is about to give it to you. She helps the babies, the children, the mamas, the daddies, everybody. Um, and she just recently celebrated the birthday. So what we are going to do is welcome Miss Cicely to the live, and we are going to wish a happy birthday to love. Because we are so that she is here to give us her fire. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> Hello, 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 my love. Can you all hear me clearly? can hear you beautifully, honey. Here's a big Wonderful. Hello, my cute. Thank you for the stellar <laughs> intro, as you mentioned. I appreciate you. Thank you for the birthday love. Hey, my Scoop Squad. Hello, Scoop Nation. Hey. Y'all have me cracking up on this line with your te- technical difficulties. I'm glad that you were muted. Uh, I was muted, rather. <laughs> I was muted. Shot, you are too much. Um, just love to everybody, 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 and um, to Scoop Nation. So I'm going to move forward because, as Winifred said, I don't want to get in trouble yeah. either. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble either. So I'm going to move right ahead. And I um, miss you all. I love you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your love out there. Everyone who said happy birthday, I appreciate you um, very much. And as you said, yes, I do love everybody. I really am a, like a big love bug. So <laughs> I love everybody. So, um, okay. So today's segment, you guys, I know you guys are talking about child support and things of that nature. And um, I didn't get a chance to catch a lot of the dialogue concerning it, but hopefully um, this segment of Passion Talk will assist you. Um, let me give a formal introduction. I'm about to jump right into content, okay? For those not familiar with me, I am Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. I'm the queen of empowerment, and I'm a certified professional coach as well, you guys. I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk. We give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Today's segment of Passion Talk is entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? Okay? Can you hear me now? So we're going to talk about listening and communication. And so I'm hoping that this can be something that you can tuck in your back pocket um, as you are going through your child support victories and woes. Okay? I'm sorry. I have no relevance to that. But um, (laughs) for those who do, maybe this will assist you. Okay? So can you hear me now? We're talking about seven levels of listening, seven levels of listening. Sometimes you guys 
we don't, um, those who are in relationship, whether it's, you know, parental, whether it's familial, whether it's intimate, whether it's professional, things of that nature, um, everyone has different styles of communicating possibly, and everyone unfortunately has different styles of listening. So we're going to tap into all the possible styles or levels, if you will, um, that people may operate from, and then so you can hold yourself more accountable, have greater awareness, and then attempt to get on high levels of listening and we're going to talk about how you can do that so I want to um, preface and say I don't own the rights to these seven levels but the explanations will be the fire starters and I do advocate for these levels okay so just to let you know they came from our therapeutic community all right level one um, level of listening um, seven levels of listening level one is this it is not listening at all, <clears throat> okay? It is not listening. It is not listening. So it is the lowest level of listening, how it looks like it, that you're not paying attention, you're ignoring the person communicating to you altogether. Um, how does it look like practically? It looks like you have music in your ears. It looks like you might be watching TV at the time of attempting to listen. Listen, it is um, research has shown it is physiologically impossible for the brain to transmit two messages at the same time. So you literally cannot do that. There's only one message that can transmit at a time, you guys, even though how brilliant our brains are. But it's a very focused and very sensitive organ as well. So you have to be sure if you're listening, you're listening um, at, in, in order to do it at the highest level and that you're not distracted um, by other things or just not listening altogether. Level two, um, which is unfortunately I think where some, some people uh, can, you know, camp out at, is pretend listening. Listening. Pretend listening um, is very savvy. Um, I, I attribute pretend listening to a lot of my students when I was in the classroom, right? So when I taught in the classroom, teenagers are masters at this, right? And masters at pretending like they're listening to you parents who have teenagers out there. You know, you can get their eye contact. They can be looking dead at your face. They can be nodding, yes, you know, moving their head up and down. But you know clearly that what you're saying is going one ear and right out the other, okay? That is called pretend listening. They act like they're paying attention, but they're not at all, and they may be doing all the things that seems like somebody would pay, be paying attention, trying to look deep, like my students used to do, but the secret was this, okay? I did it as a teacher, and I'm going to give it to you. If you suspect someone is pretend listening when you are sharing some important information with them at the end of your speech, okay, I want you to ask them their thoughts about what you just said. Okay, so, all right, so just stop, you know what I'm saying, just stop wherever you are and literally ask them their thoughts about what you just said. So clearly if somebody was pretend listening, they're not going to be able to give you feedback about what you just said because they were pretending. Level three, level three of uh, seven levels of listening is partially listening, partially listening. Only focus on part of the communication and only giving it divided attention. Yes, I know we've heard of undivided attention. But if something is undivided, it can be divided as well, right? So um, we don't hear about divided attention too much, but partially listening is giving it divided attention. This is when you're multitasking. This is when you're distracted by something. It could be TV again. It could be music. It could be social media. Um, it means that you catch a piece of the message, right, but not all of it. And there may be a space for this when it's mutually agreed upon. So, for example, if you're in the health club, a lot of times, I don't know if guys do this, but ladies, 
they might be side by side, like walking on the treadmill, running on the treadmill, whatever, catching up on the tea, right? So it's agreed upon that they can multitask and get their workout on and talk at the same time, and they're not going to catch a fence because, you know, they're not sitting down and looking at each other's eyes with this communication. So that is a way that you can, you know, partially listen and not be considered disrespectful. Level four, we're going up a little higher, okay? This one, you get into focused listening, focused listening. Now, you have accomplished a lot if you're able to get to level four, actually, because most people don't go beyond three. Real talk, okay? So if you're able to get to level four, which is focused listening, you're doing pretty good. How does focused listening look? It's giving another your undivided attention. You are focused on the message. You are focused on the messenger. You are paying attention. You're stopping every other activity. You're letting another know that you feel that they're there and present. So you're letting others know and feel that you're there and present with them, okay? This is focused listening. So, again, if you're just, you know, someone who is really intentional about the development of the skill and listening skills, because it is a skill, it can be developed and it can be mastered and bettered. It's not something that you're born with. You improve it over time. So if you do this in a really intentional way, you can be a focused listener and really get a, a, a greater increase in your relational space, even if you get to this level. Now, level five, that's focused listening. Level five is usually where you'll get your counselors, your therapists, you know, those who are skilled and trained in the art of listening, this is typically where we'll hang out, okay? But that doesn't mean that someone who does not have that training or that background cannot go there. So I'm encouraging you as I speak from level five, six, and seven, even especially if you're at a level four, which is focused listening, I want you to bump it up like a little higher and see if you can go to level five, which is interpretive listening. Interpretive mm. listening. Interpretive listening goes beyond paying attention and hearing the words that are being said. But interpretive listening begins to embody the words that are being communicated. You're really letting them sink in, okay? You're really being sensitized in that space as to the message that is coming across. This is where you will practice sympathy. This is where you'll practice pitying or sorrowing or being sorrowful for another without having the experience, which is our definition of sympathy. This is where you will practice empathy. How, how is empathy different from sympathy? I think we've discussed this before, but I'll say it again. Empathy is relatable to the feeling because you've experienced it, okay? Sympathy just has sorrow. Empathy has a different level of understanding because you've experienced it. So interpretive listening is contemplative, okay? It really it ponders the words that are being communicated. It, it muses. It mutters over them. It lets them roll around a bit. Okay, in the mind, it just doesn't take it at surface level, surface value. It hears, you know, the words or the messaging that's being mentioned behind the words. See, that's typically what a therapist and a coach and counselor and things like that are trained to do. So we hear on one level, we hear what you're saying, but we have what's called an intuition that causes us to hear behind what you're saying. Okay, and that is typically what, you know, what we'll speak to. And then, again, pay attention to this. Even when you get it, don't assume, all right, the translation, this is very important. When you are contemplative, 
be cautious not to attribute an assumed translation, okay? If you think that you're hearing a certain thing, ask the messenger if you are interpreting accurately. Don't assume that you know what it is that they're saying, okay, just because this is what you're picking up. Just ask them and say, you know, I, I sense you saying this, or, you know, what's resonating with me when you say that is that is this. Is, is that accurate? Is that about right? All right, so please ask for permission. People love, love, love when you ask for permission, especially in the space of communication. Why? Because that communicates honor to you, because that communicates your rights to you. That communicates I'm not hijacking um, your opportunity to verbalize or articulate what is on your heart, okay? So please, 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 even though it takes two to tango and that you're in that communicational space at that time, you want to give homage to the one who has initiated the point of communication, okay? Please pay attention to that, okay? It's so, so very important. It will help you out a lot. Level six, okay, going up a little higher, is interactive listening, okay? So level five is interpretive, right? We can hear intuitively. We can hear the message behind the message. Level six is interactive. What's interactive uh, listening, Firestarter? It's, we just talked about it, asking for permission. It's practicing consideration. It is engaging the other individual intentionally on their messaging, it's interpreting the message based on the deliverer, not on your interpretation. Okay? So a lot of times when we hear a certain thing, it will be, you know, imputed through our filter, and then we'll come out with our certain interpretation of it, and we'll take it and run with it. And we could have missed the whole message. We could have missed, you know, exactly what was attempting to be said because we interpreted it through our filter. Men and women in particular, because we have typically different types of wiring. We have to respect our differences in that space when it comes to communication and when it comes to listening. Okay, so it's typically it's typically going to be different. So men and women in particular, when you're sharing in that communication space, you always have to be just a little bit more considerate and not assumptive that you are getting what the other person is saying. Okay, uh, level seven is engaged listening. This is the highest level of listening. This is full engagement with the other. It's listening to another's views, their feelings, their perspectives, their values, their interpretation. I mean, it's really high-level stuff, you guys. It is, all right, sharing yours as well. So it's not just listening to them, but it's sharing yours as well. It's a full exchange. But still to defer, hear me on this, still defer mainly to the one who initiated the communication. It's just a place of honor, all right, that, that is worth that. So it's a beautiful dance, I like to call it, this engaged listening. It's a beautiful dance of listening and sharing, validating and acknowledgement. It's an opportunity to fully express your views, your feelings, and your ideas. 
Listen, I believe there's no more empowered place than to know that you are communicating with someone whom you can share this type of level with, this engaged listening with. I mean, this is a powerful spot, you guys. We call it the sweet spot. This level has to be most objective. It is non-judgmental. It gives the energy of consideration. It doesn't mind the shares and the probing and the questioning, etc. Okay, it's there for it. It signed up for it. It asks for permission. It does not invade. It doesn't hijack a conversation. It doesn't attack. All right. It is a sweet spot because you'll still find mutual respect from each other in the place of conflict. Hear me. There is a, a way to still have mutual respect for the person whom you say you love, okay, even in the place of conflict, okay? You don't have to turn into Incredible Hog, and you don't have to turn into, I don't know what her counterpart, the counterpart for a woman it would be, Medusa. You don't have to turn into these, okay? You can still mutually respect each other in the place of conflict. It takes effort, and it is intentional, but it's possible. It is based in the place of love, and it has their best interest at heart. You have to believe that. The other person is not your enemy, hear me, but it is your, they are your teammate, and you should treat each other as such. I'll say it again. The other person is not your enemy, they are your teammate, and you should treat each other as such, okay? So all of those going through the child support, right, remember that. They are not your enemy, <laughs> they are your teammate, and you should treat them as such. Engaged listening stays in the fire with them. It works through the conflict together. It acknowledges and it validates. Engaged listening has the capacity to be a restorative function, restorative ministry, and really can be a form of salvation for some. It is a very attractive function in men and women, you guys. So if you really want to, you know, get your attractive game up, you know, learn some engaged listening. I promise you it will help you your game on, okay? Learn it, all right? It, um, you may still have to agree to disagree. Hear me, if no resolve can be brought, okay? It doesn't mean that you're going to come out holding hands and, and, you know, skipping through the tulips together. You may still agree to disagree, and if you don't have a resolve, it's okay. Leave it there. But you will end, you still come out with respect. The most you can do is stay in the fire and honor them enough to engage in the conflict. There's nothing worse than feeling like you're going through a conflict on your own. There is nothing worse than feeling like you are alone when somebody else is supposed to be engaged in a, in a matter with you. Okay, so you feel like you're fighting your own battle and it's supposed to be somebody else there that's taking some of the punches, that's a hard feeling, okay, I'm sure. So that's why it's important, um, as Wynn was saying um, earlier, that, you know, you own up to what is responsible to know that that is about the kid, it's not about you, so on and so forth. So that's real love when you can do that, you guys. So your life work, I want you to activate and appropriate listening on a level five, six, and seven, at least get your, try to get to a level four. If you're not a level four yet, you're not even in the game, okay? So for those who are still operating on levels one, two, and three, your aim is to get to level four, at least for focused listening. But if you've done well up until now with focused listening, I want to encourage you to get to an even deeper and higher level of listening so that your relationships can flourish and you can thrive. And listen, it's not just for others, okay? It's for yourself as well. You should be listening on these different levels to your own self, your own heart, your own soul, your own, you know, insides, your own vessel. You should be listening to yourself also. 
So this is our passion talk for today. Any questions, comments, or concerns? I do. Yes. <laughs> if someone wants to... Um, is this Winifred? Cut. This is Winifred. <laughs> um, if, some, if somebody wants to, wants to improve in this area um, or in the area of listening, is there a place that they can go to to get resources or tools, or how, how do they get better? Is this something they need to come to you to learn, or what's the... Oh, yeah, definitely. We're always open for hire, dear. So um, <laughs> they can hire me. Uh, they can, you know, I can come out and conduct a full oh, workshop. Really? You know, if you don't want to be a one-on-one, <laughs> if you can't quite afford that, then you can hire me to come to a workshop and we can work on it together. But listen, you guys, there are no excuses for this. Google it. There are tons of resources. It's really about the action, okay? okay? So there are plenty of resources out there, but you got to activate it and appropriate it. I mean, Take it on a test drive. Take it on a test drive with somebody you, who you love the most. All I got to say that... is, is I knew not to put my foot in the fire tonight because I knew <laughs> your birthday just passed. So I knew it was extra hot. That's why I wasn't going to do any pom-poms tonight, like boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom. That, that was going to be me all night long because I knew your birthday just passed. I don't want to put my foot in the fire. That's why I cracked up when Winifred stuck his thing, his foot in the fire. Like, boy, you chose the right night. Way to I go, Cuzzo. I, I couldn't even I say you in that one, bro. Like, you put your foot you in that fire, Cuzzo. <laughs> Wrong He's night. Like a birthday pass, man. Let her have it. He's from the ground. He's from the ground. That's all right. Come on, you know what man. I'm saying? We, we love it. I, I did, I We're here for it. That was a softball. I just want to say shouts out to Winfred Burns the first because <laughs> you know I, took, I took the Winfred Burns the first this time, and I did it. <laughs> I was good. <laughs> well, yeah, how sweet that was. Helpful. He's proud. He's going to hear this, and he's going to be like, look at my son. Look at my son. He did it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's my son. That's my son right there. And he gonna call. He gonna say, WB. What? Why did you? Why did you? WB. Why did you? Why did you? This is this is not only right, when you see what he's doing. You see what he's doing. It's all good. It's all I love good. you. Where we just give you practical tools for everyday living. Until next time, you guys, stay in purpose, stay in passion, stay in, uh, Lord. Stay in purpose. Real quick, final word. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put up a post tomorrow for all of the for the uh, holiday giving, so everybody's on the same page about that. Um, really good show tonight. We appreciate all the callers, uh, every last one of you all. We appreciate you, and we hope you tune in next week. Um, we got another great show uh, for you. If you um, see the link for the show on social media, do us a favor, or the post on social media, do us a favor, hit the share button and let somebody know about the school radio show. Um, and if you haven't downloaded your free copy of Nouveau Exposure, please do so today by going to nouveauexposure.org. It's a free magazine, part of Global Drive Network. Um, we want you to have it. Also, as Rashad said earlier, uh, if you are shopping, we all, all of us have, uh, as business owners, have sales going on right now that we want you to participate in so you can hire the firefighter, you can hire 
You can uh, buy Riddle Big Man clothing. You can get your curvy kit. And you can get your elegance by design. If you throw in an event, you can co- uh, contact Cool Kids. So we're all You just can't Try to keep it low when you're stuck me to the floor Cause I don't 